everyone and welcome to Gavin with Gaz Announcements, HP edition. Well, my name is Gabriella Green and I'm here with the 411, the what you need to know about Highland Park Christian Church. So first of all, get your communion ready, get your bread, get your juice, whatever you're going to use to symbolize and represent the body and blood of Jesus, because we're going to take that together during service soon. Next step, we announced this last week, but February 24th, this upcoming Wednesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. will be our kids' gym time. And um, that's going to be for fifth graders and under. So if you're interested in that, if you have any questions, contact Michelle Warden. And you can find her contact info at hbtulsa.com. Now, speaking of hbtulsa.com, you should definitely check it out because there are so many good resources. You can find Core 52 on there, our um, outline for what chapters we're reading when. You can find contact info if you'd like to get in touch with people, if you'd like to give, if you'd like to pray with someone. Um, There are past sermon videos, service videos you can watch and listen to past sermons. It's just a great resource that is there for you at hbtulsa.com. Now I am going to pray for us and then we are going to kick start into today's service. All right, would you please join me and bow your heads. Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful that you are so good and we are looking forward to what you're doing today. We believe that your spirit is at work. We believe that your spirit, your word is active and moving, God, and we trust that you're going to do something today in our hearts, God. We love you so much, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, this is Brian, and man, was this a crazy couple of weeks. We're so glad that you're with us, but I wanted just to tell you a quick story and give a shout out to somebody I really appreciate. So I I drove up to the church building a few times over the last week. I mostly was working from home, but wanted to make sure everything was okay. And one of the things we always check uh, are the stairwells that very few people use unless you're around a lot, Uh, especially there's one on kind of the north end. Uh, outside the offices. And the reason we have to check them is because our sprinkler system that goes through the building in case there's a fire has some pipes that run through there. And according to city code, you can't have heat or air in those stairwells so they can get very cold, which makes those pipes susceptible to freezing. So when there's cold weather, we always leave the doors propped open, try to make sure there's some airflow and some warm air going through there. We've done that for a a number of years. We had a problem a long time ago. We've kind of always followed this rule of keep the doors open uh, to the stairwells and that will avoid the pipes freezing. And that's worked for, gosh, I don't know, 10 or 12 years until yesterday. I guess that would have been a Tuesday. And so Tuesday I walked in to check on things and I heard water dripping. I was like, oh no. So I went in there and sure enough, a pipe had broken and there was water dripping down and uh, thankfully I think I caught it before it you know it could have flooded a whole bunch of stuff and uh, anyway I went into scramble mode to try to figure out okay wait what am I supposed to do to get everything and I, I called our buddy John Peitzel who knows stuff about the building and uh, he reminded me where to go and so I ran into this closet And it felt like a submarine because there's these levers and things that you have to turn and twist. In fact, here's a picture of me trying to do that. But 
while that it may look like I'm just in a closet there, I want you to know that what was happening in my head was that I was in a submarine that was going down, so it actually looked a little bit more like this. Anyway, uh, in spite of my uh, imagination, uh, got the water shut off, and I sent out an SOS, and my good friend and uh, Highland Park member who does so much for us was able to show up and help me just kind of assess the situation and start some of the cleanup process and figure out what all we needed to do. And so I wanted to give a big thank you to Michael Sauter. He does a whole bunch of stuff that you don't even know about. This is just one of those times and I just had the thought of like, man, I'm gonna snap a picture. The Bible says give honor where honor is due. And Michael has given a lot of his time and effort uh, to helping uh, us in the ministry here in many different ways. And so, hey, Michael, thank you so much. Got an update from our good friends in Thailand, uh, Ron and Pat Morse, whom Highland Park has supported for years. And they sent a couple of pictures that kind of reminded me of what we see at our food pantry. They've been doing uh, some uh, charitable giving to those who are suffering because of job loss or hunger in their area. And they sent me some pictures of grain and rice and different products that they were able to give to people um, uh, whom they are caring for and ministering to. They're in Thailand. Many of the people come from villages and different places. And so he, he sent a couple pictures. Don't you love these pictures of these people um, who are being blessed by the ministry there? And every time you give to Highland Park, uh, part of that giving goes to help support the work in Thailand, Burma, Laos area. They're in all of those places. And we're so thankful for them. So I just wanted to pray for them. And if you would like to give to partner with Highland Park so we can feed people in our neck of the woods and help uh, our missionaries feed people all over the world. And not only do we get to give people bread, we get to share with them the bread of life. That's the hope of Jesus. So if you would like to give, you can do that online. There's a give button. You can always do that at hptulsa.com give. You can also mail checks or bring one by however you like to participate financially. That helps us fund lots of great stuff locally and around the world. So you're welcome to do this and let's, let's pray. God, we thank you for how uh, you take care of people and you allow your people to care for others. And sometimes that looks like uh, bread, but it also includes the bread of life, it includes the eternal hope that we have in you. So we pray for our good friends, Ron and Pat. We ask your blessing in their ministry. We pray for those who received uh, an extra uh, gift of food uh, this past couple weeks and we pray that they would realize that that comes from you and they would be drawn to your love and to your goodness. And we pray that you would continue to do the great works that you're doing there. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Call upon the name and keep my eyes above the waves. My soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours. You are mine. morning Highland Park. How many of you have uh, gone outside and scooped up some snow and made snow ice cream? It is good stuff. Um, this winter we are not lacking in the main ingredients um, and uh, I know when you go out to select the snow uh, you want to get clean snow. Any snow with any any imperfection or, or color to it soot or yellow snow you want to avoid those you want to get perfectly white clean snow otherwise you wouldn't want to eat it and um, this reminds me of uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 1 uh, 16 through 18 wash yourselves make yourselves clean remove the evil of your deeds from before your eyes from before my eyes cease to do evil Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. When Jesus came to the earth, he came and he lived a perfect life. And um, 
and when he died his his blood was was spilled and um, I want to encourage you continue to live in the freedom of grace as we learned um, in last week's sermon and last week's lesson um, continue to live in the freedom of grace um, though your sins be like scarlet they will be made white as snow and on the night that uh, that Jesus was betrayed um, Jesus took a took the cup and bread and he said take eat this is my body and he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins and just want to encourage you at this moment to to think about Jesus and um, and his life, and um, and how his and of his promise uh, to make your sins white as snow, and continue to live in the freedom of grace. Dear God, want to um, praise you for the beautiful ways that your word has has described. Um, uh, though our sins be as scarlet. Um, they will be white as snow. This is hard for us to understand, but we accept it. And um, we accept Jesus as our Savior. And, um, and please uh, guide our hearts and our minds as we take this time to uh, remember these words. In Jesus' name, amen. comes before the fruit. 
Welcome to the final week uh, in this series where we've been talking about how God wants us to connect to Him, and He'll take care of the rest. And so we've been doing that uh, through a series of sermons. Uh, I want to just review them real quickly with you to get them back in your head. These are the, the ways that we connect to God and follow Him. And then he worries about growing us. He takes care of that. We join God's mission. That was week one. Two, we Sabbath in God's presence. We seek God's wisdom. We invite God to change us. We pursue justice. We are led by the Spirit. And today, we walk by faith. And attached to that is, if we walk by faith, then we don't worry. Uh, worry is a problem for lots of us. And it can destroy us in a whole lot of ways. And so I hope that today can be really encouraging to you and helpful because God wants to help you with your worry. So if you would, would you just take a second to find a piece of paper and just write down a few of the things that cause you to worry, a few things that bring you anxiety, a few things that may keep you up at night or stir around in your mind and kind of get your heart racing and upset. We're all twisted. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for just a moment. You find a piece of paper and write down, scribble down a few of those things if you would. All right, you can keep doing that. And I will remind you, if you missed one of the sermons, you can always go back at hptulsa.com media and listen to one of those and actually watch, participate, uh, join in the whole online worship experience. We want you to, to participate that way. And you can also look at notes uh, like for today's sermon, just click over on the notes tab. And then later on at hpeatsalsa.com, just below where you'll watch the worship time, you can see the sermon notes if that helps you. So we try to put those resources there for you. So hopefully you were able to write something down. I'm sure there were lots of different kinds of answers. If, if you're watching online and want to just share what it was, then you can type that in and you don't have to, though. That can be personal if you want that to be, but maybe if you share it, maybe a lot of other people be like, oh, yeah, that one was mine as well. But what I want to do this morning is just mention four truths about worry. And I'm praying that these four truths will really help you to turn over your worry where it needs to go. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, truth number one, worrying is sinful and destructive. Now, there's a difference between being concerned and worrying, okay? To be concerned is a good thing. That means you care for yourself and you care for others. Timothy was, uh, it was said about him that he was concerned for the welfare of others. That's Philippians 2.20. That's why we named the 220 Center the 220 Center, because we wanted to have a great concern for other people, to care for other people. So to be concerned for others is a good thing. So it's not a sin if you're concerned about someone driving recklessly coming right at you. It's not, a, it's not a sin to gather up extra blankets when a winter storm is coming, okay? That's just being concerned for you or maybe taking blankets over to your neighbor. It's being concerned for your neighbor. That's a good thing. It becomes a worry when it begins to control us, when we don't let it go, when it has this negative impact on us. The Bible word for worry is to choke or to strangle. I mean, that's kind of a brutal idea. But worrying doesn't kill you in a second. It's kind of a slow, long destruction, isn't it? We know physically that worry has a horrible impact on your health long term. Same with emotional, same spiritually. 
worry can destroy us. Proverbs 12 says, worry weighs a person down. In the parable of the sower, uh, Jesus talks about how worry can come in and strangle out what the gospel was trying to do if someone gives in to worry. But how many people might say, yes, I'm a person of faith. I just worry a lot. Well, I think we have to choose. Uh, I'm not saying if you're a person of faith, you, you'll never worry and you won't struggle with any sin. We still have struggles in life. But I want to ask you, are you a person of worry or a person of faith? Increased worry indicates decreased faith. And I want you to know the things you're worried about may be very legit. I mean, they may be real concerns. They may be real hardships. And I want to acknowledge for many of you out there, you're dealing with real life struggles and God is with you. He's just saying, don't worry. Don't be consumed with worry anymore. Number two, worry reveals our idols. We worry because we want to be great or we want to control things. Any control freaks here? Or we just want things to always go our way. You know, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Hmm. And he, he uh, compared it to being like the birds of the air. Like he's like the birds are there, they fly around and they're going around and they're not worried about a thing. Anybody have a bunch of robins come into the yard or do you see them flying around this last week? I think they maybe were scrambling a little bit, but Jesus says they're not all worried about tomorrow. They're just taking care of themselves today, doing what they need to do. And if God cares for the birds, how much more does he care for you? You know, that, that verse, when it starts off, it actually says, therefore, do not worry. When you see that word, therefore, you have to go back to realize what the person is talking about, right? Because therefore it means like, because of what I just said, now this, don't worry. Do you know what the verse before says? It's a whole different paragraph, so sometimes we separate them in our English Bibles, but that's not the way necessarily Jesus intended it. What the verse before, therefore don't worry, is you cannot serve both God and money. Ooh, how much of our worrying is tied to money? Do I have the money to eat? everything I want to eat and to live exactly the way I live and to wear everything I want to wear and to have the house I want to have and drive the car and all of that. And worry is closely tied to money. We see again the parable that Jesus says, you know, the worrying and the uh, being deceived by money, those two are closely tied. Check yourself with how you handle finances. Have you given in to worry? Rich Viota says, contentment is living free from the lie that having more of something makes me something more. So much of, of worry is about I want to impress someone or feel like I'm as good as someone else. And Jesus wants to release you from that. And that brings us to number three, the third truth. God wants to replace your worry with peace. Isn't that a great trade-off? When we worry, we're thinking too highly of ourselves and too lowly of God. See, we're thinking, oh, I can fix it. I can figure out. I've got to do this. I've got to save the day. I've got to take care of all of this. That's thinking too highly of ourselves. And it's thinking too lowly of God. 
Like maybe God doesn't even want to do anything with this. Maybe God doesn't care for me, or maybe God can't take care of this. It's thinking too lowly of him. We've been uh, having a lot of these sermons come from the book of James, and again, I want to read from the book of James, James chapter 4. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. There's that word again. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Had the last 12 months not taught us that we should not go around being like, oh, this is exactly how my life is going to go. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I mean, right now, I, I don't feel like I can even plan out a week sometimes. I mean, I'm recording this sermon in my living room on a Wednesday because we're like, man, I don't know if the roads are going to be good enough on Sunday morning, if it refreezes over, and we have some volunteers who aren't going to be able to get there because of the roads, and we have one person who's sick and not going to be there who was going to volunteer that day, and I don't even know what's going to happen three days from now. That's why we're doing this thing this way today, even though we wanted to be together with those who could be. Man, we can't plan our whole lives out. Now, it's good to have some kind of a plan. It just means we need to hold to it very loosely and just say, hey, if it's God's will, this is, this is the plan I'm going to go with. But if God changes it, cool. I'm with God here. I'm going to be more loyal to God than I am to my plan. But if we're more loyal to our plans than to God's plan, and we're going to be full of worry and anxiety, and we're not going to be thinking of how big God is. We're going to be thinking of how small we are. So what's the solution to worry? We find it in 1 Peter chapter 5. Cast all your anxiety, all of your worries, on him because he cares for you. Isn't that a great verse? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. But again, we actually need to look at the verse before, because in that, in that verse, it seems like the word cast is the main idea, and it's actually not the main idea of how that verse was originally written. I know it's a little confusing, and we're not going to do a big study in the original language, but the, it, here's a, a better understanding of what it's saying there is casting all of your cares on him, and we need to go back to find what the big action verb is, the big word that the author is trying to get across. Peter's trying to say, we have to go back one verse, and it's ironic that that's the very verse we ended with last week. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up, casting all your cares on him. Oh. So there's this great connection. It's really just kind of one big, one big sentence kind of together. And the big word is humble Make yourself humble. Submit to God. And part of doing that is casting your cares, casting your worries. Unloading your worries to God is part of submitting to God, part of being humble. Truth number four, both faith and worry are contagious. Sometimes we read the Bible and we just only think about me, and it's so individualized sometimes, and that's not how the Bible was written, and it's not how real life often is. Yes, I'm responsible for me, and I can't be responsible entirely for you, but my decisions do impact you, and your decisions impact me. 
And faith is contagious. It spreads to other people. And worry is also contagious. It spreads to other people. So the question is, what are you spreading to other people? In the New Testament, there's a ton of this idea of of don't give up. Hang in there. God is with you. Jesus is returning. Stay together. Keep keep being with one another. Keep encouraging. Pray for one another in good times, in bad times. Remember that Jesus is king. Lots of the New Testament is, is just dousing people with faith. It's just dealing out faith all over the place. Like, don't give up. Don't give up. Hang in there. God is good. And if you're feeling lots of worry and anxiety in you, I want to just ask you to do a few things with us. First, I want you to listen to a couple of verses. I'll read those here in just a moment. And then I'd like you to ask for help if you need help. If you're watching uh, with us on Sunday uh, morning and listening to the sermon and participating that way, then just click on that button that pops up that you would like to pray uh, with somebody uh, or maybe that you would like to follow Jesus. If you're connecting later, then you can just go to uh, the, the prayer button and, and just say, yeah, I would like to, to ask prayer. Just find out where, uh, hit that prayer button and, and we'll get that and respond to you. We'd be glad to help you. And the third thing I want you to do after you've done those two things is I want you to take that piece of paper where you wrote out some of your worries. Maybe you need to add to it. This is your exercise for later today, but I want you to do it like the very next thing if you can. I want you to, to go somewhere if, if you can go out in the backyard and light a match and just burn that thing. Just do that. Set it on fire. Toss it in the snow. If you got a fire going in the fireplace, that's great. Don't set your house on fire. Kids don't run off and do this without your parents. But I want you just to burn that list. And I want you to watch it burn. And as it burns, I want you just to be praying, God, I, I, I want to be humble and I submit myself to you. And because I want to walk by faith and not by worry, I just give my worries to you. And you may need to have that, say that prayer over and over. That's okay. Pray it every morning. Just it, the, the Christian life isn't about figuring everything out in one moment and then everything's perfect. But it's a commitment to follow Jesus where maybe every day part of your life is, God, I give you my worries today again. I give you my worries again. And you know what? God receives them. He just keeps taking them. He's like, I got it. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I love you. I care for you. You know how much take your worries from you? God says, I'm dying too. Actually, I died too. Take your worries away, especially when it comes to salvation. God's got you and he wants you to be with him. Okay, let me read a couple of these verses. Wherever you are, just get real still and just close your eyes and listen to these. Pray them along with me. John 14, Jesus said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is the gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. 
2 Corinthians 10. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Lord, help us to give our thoughts to you. Psalm 56. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. God, we give you our worries. We put our trust in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, we we want you to take advantage of the opportunity to pray with somebody. Make sure and care for people. Thank you for loving one another. And we can't wait to connect with you. However that may be, we want to talk to you and visit with you. We want you to do that with other people. So keep caring for one another. Hang in there. We love you. You're blessed. Have a great day.